Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there. Welcome to the show. Um, uh, it's Tuesday, and uh, that means my sister Susan is joining us. And I'm so glad that she did because I, Susan, I, I that was a test. Yeah. That was a test last night. I, I have for like the last month on Monday nights texted Susan that tomorrow is Tuesday because, you know, you forget what day it is when you're out there in sunny Southern California. So I, 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 abs- I, I thought of doing it last night, and then I thought, no, nah, let me see if she remembers. So instead, at midnight, my, my time, I get a text from her, Where's my fucking alert? <laughs> Susan. That struck me as funny. Well, I want you to know you're laughing like a like an old woman who has smoked 10, pa- ten packs of cigarettes a day for six I know, years. I know. The but, wind but, has been blowing here for two days. <laughs> there is more crud in the air oh. and I'm just walking around going <laughs> my eyes are really you know, it, yeah so really at least there's the sun out so sorry I'm sure I do sound sound like a hundred thousand today the sun is out yesterday the sun was not out but it the clouds were so beautiful, beautiful. And the light coming through the clouds and with the mountains, there's something, I don't know what it does to change the way the sky looks and the clouds behave and the wind acts, but it's all, you can just sit there for hours watching them. Well, when there's like uh, those little particles of sand in the, in, the, in the atmosphere, in the sky, I'm sure it does alter the way the light. Light, well, the, the, the way the light shows, certainly, yeah. but also... What's also in the air, guys, is smoke. From um, a lot of a lot of it is uh, the wind driving the smoke from the wildfires in L.A. and uh, San Diego here. Wait a minute! I'm not even aware there are there's wildfires right there, now. There, the, the fires haven't even stopped. So if you look up in the paper, how come I can't see that great big mo- mountain that is right in front of me today? They'll tell you it might be smoke from the fires in San Diego County or around Los Angeles. I don't, I mean, that's interesting because I, you know, I think I'm up on news and I wasn't aware those were still happening. They don't, they, you know, they just don't even report it all the time anymore. <laughs> God. Oh, God. So, um, and Australia's was bigger apparently, so it knocked California's off the. Well, California. Yeah. I mean, Australia's is uh, unbelievable, bigger than anything. Yeah, Australia burned down, right? Pretty much, pretty much. Okay, well, today is the New Hampshire primary, and I why don't I care? Um, um you know why I. I because I really do think that like a hundred percent of us at this point are just saying we don't care. Just get us to November and we'll vote for whoever the person is. Any one of them are better than him. We just don't care. But but get us out of this process. The problem is is getting from that we can't do that, and in that uh, long span till November. Uh, the constant reporting on it, the dog race, uh, the horse race stuff, will, will I don't, I think we're not going to have the kind of intensity uh, necessary, but that's just me. It already feels like. No, I, th- I think once we get to the part where we're allowed to start the race for president, yeah. our intensity will ramp way up. God, I hope so, but that depends because on who... Who's then the nominee? It's, no, it's, no, then it's our job to remember that whoever it is, we're intense because now we got to set about the business of saving our country. Okay, what if, I'm throwing out two things, what if it's one of the two current front runners? What if it's Sanders, who a lot of people say they will not 
just can't vote for. And a lot of those independents, there was a Gallup poll out yesterday that shows that a huge majority, I think it was really big, majority of independents say they would never vote for a socialist. Um, and then there's Buttigieg, who um, I don't think black Americans are going to vote for. So are we seriously thinking no, we're going to win? Which is, why, which is why my ideal ticket, folks, is Bloomberg Klobuchar. It has been for a while. Uh-huh. It has nothing to do with who I want or what I want. I think that's an extremely electable duo, and I think Bloomberg and uh, Klobuchar is the way to go. Well, I was thinking today, I don't know how Bloomberg got there for you, because those are two, I mean, you're not giving progressive uh, Democrats anything there. You know, you got to, all those Bernie bros will sit out, all those, I don't know, I don't know. Um, Our party is so big tent that it's... um, one side can't see, yeah, can't see the other side. I just, uh, I, I'm really worried. And I mean, yeah, I am too. But I, I listen. I, we can't just sit here wringing our hands. I, I know. I We're know, gonna. Know. We just, we just got to do what we got to do. Right, right. And good. my impatience is simply to get to the part where we can start Dude. the race. Yeah. I mean, you I, know, I, I will never tell have you. liked preparation work of any kind for anything. Yeah. And this primary stuff just drives me bonkers. Well, it's media, you know, like like they're, you know, all day today. Why would you watch CNN or any of them when they're just trying to predict what you'll find out later tonight? What is, there is no news. People are voting. I I one guy say, well, I talked to a number of people here, and I bumped into a lot of Sanders voters and uh, no Buttigieg voters, and I'm thinking, who cares where you're standing and who you bumped into? It's of no interest to me well, whatsoever. Well, but and I care because I think reporting like that slams votes. Well, yeah. And, and I really think there should be a, a at least a 24-hour silence about huh the election uh, of when it's uh, what is happening i really do yeah well you uh, might but lots people, of luck people like to vote for the winner people like to uh, you I, know, know. I don't know i know i know well i i, I just want to say we have a caller but i just want to say if i were voting uh today and i thought this on the way down if i had a vote to cast today um i would vote for amy klobuchar yeah that's who i would vote for I'm just trying to win. She's my gal. Yeah. She's my gal. More and more and more and more and more. Yeah, All I can she's think not. of is if the worst thing they can say about that fraud is that she's mean to her employees. And then I translate that into what they would say if she were a he. And if she were a he, what they would be saying is he's a tough guy to work for. You've got to really produce and you've got to do it well. Right. Exactly. If you're so, a woman... You're a mean boss. If you're a okay. man, you're exacting. Yeah, that's right. I totally agree. Anyway, I don't, unless she comes in a surprising third today, I, this ink, none of that is can happen. Anyway, we got to go to the call. I know. Uh, yep. Caller, go ahead. Hey, this is Kurt from Swissvale. Kurt, hi. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm Okay. Hey, I'm calling for a couple things. One, well, I agree with you. I like uh, I like Klobuchar too, and I really haven't. I'm kind of with Susan in that I haven't paid a whole lot of attention because I just like yeah, wait till Pennsylvania primary and it's narrowed down to a couple people, and then I'll worry about it. But I've liked her from the start, primarily because of the way she dis- disarmed Kavanaugh during those hearings. I said she's got the personality to attack that right wing BS and and do it where people have compassion for her. I mm-hmm. just thought that was great. Yeah, yeah. She right, well, great. and with great professionalism and tough, and yeah, I agree with you. I I forgot all about that. She was wonderful. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I really wanted to see how close I was to Susan last week, because I was in, when I oh. emailed and said I was in Palm Springs, I was actually in Rancho Mirage, staying oh. at the Omni. Oh, Susan, how close was he? Oh, 
Well, he's called. I'm I'm right off of watch this guys, and, and I'm very serious. I'm right off of um, uh, Bob Hope between Dinosaur and Ginger Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on, I was on Bob Hope, but it was right by that river, the River Shopping Center. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you were in. Uh, that's the Rancho Mirage that's right next to Palm Desert. You were about three miles down the road to the south of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but the roads, the, 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 the roads in, in Rancho Mirage, are, 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 which is essentially Palm Springs, I, are named after. It is too funny. Yeah, you take a left on Dinosaur. It's Dinosaur, Bob Hope, um, one that a lot of people Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, one Frank Sinatra, Ginger Rogers, Fred Waring, there's Fred a Waring. Buddy, uh, somebody or other. There's there's all sorts of them, but you had to live there. Yeah, in order to get a street, you uh, had to be a yeah resident. Um, so okay. there you have it. So yeah, close but no cigar. You should have called me. We could have had lunch. I had, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't hear about it until my last day. And, uh, 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 next yeah, time. <laughs> Hey, and, and uh, just to say to Lynn, I went to that um, uh, ACLU presentation last night. About cash, eye-opener on, cash bail. On bail. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, they said 82% of the people in the Allegheny County Jail are... Uh, not convicted. Are waiting, That's not right. Not convicted. They're awaiting trial, and they can't. They just can't afford bail to get out. That's right. I I have tr- you know I drive by that jail every day on my way down here, and I it just boils my blood every day. I think of all the people that are stuck in there because they're poor. Yeah. That's it. They don't have the bail. If they were had any money, they would be awaiting trial. Unless of course it's murder or something. Uh, they they would be out and awaiting trial in the comfort of their homes and with the support of their families. And working and paying taxes. And they've been convicted of nothing. So they're yeah exactly. And yeah, they, and many of them won't ever be. The charges will be right. dismissed. Or, uh, right. They are presumed innocent doing their time. That's right. Yeah. And it has to stop. It's awful. It is, I, geez. I remember, you know, remember when you first read Dickens and you found out what? They had prisons for people just because they couldn't pay their bills? They were put in prisons, debtors, prisons? Yeah, and the, and the only other country in the world that has this system is the Philippines. Nobody else even does it. Because, I don't know, you know, I, I just sort of accepted, well, bail is, what we do. Just the way things work, and that's the way it needs to be, and you have to have something to make sure people get there. But uh, but in a couple of states, I guess, where they've eliminated this, uh, people show up. They show up 90% of the time anyway, Yeah. whether you're charging yeah. bail or not. Right. And, uh, and all we're doing is making bail bondsmen rich. Yeah, and, the, you know, and obviously there's a racial disparity here that's huge. Um, yeah. But also... Poor white folks, they're in there too. So, yeah, I'm glad. Well, good for you for taking the time to uh, go see that and educate yourself. Yeah, I think I'm gonna check out these uh, bail bucket people. If you, I don't know if you're familiar with them or not. Well, tell us. Uh, they're a uh, they're a nonprofit and they take donations and what they do then is pay the bail for people who can't afford it. And, uh, you know, when they show up, they get that money back, which it, which doesn't happen if you pay a bail bondsman. You pay the bail bondsman 10%, and they cover you, but you're basically buying an insurance policy, uh-huh. and that is not fundable. But if you have the money for bail, you get it back if you show up. And so they're taking donations and raising the fund, and they pay the bail for people, and then they just keep recycling that to allow people to be well, with their families while they wait trial. Um, and there, and that's happening locally here. Or see, I'm unaware of it happening locally yeah. here. It is. So you should, yep. if yep. you find uh, the, you know, the site or some anything, can you send that to me? Yeah, yeah. It's Bill Bucket. I'll send it to you. But, okay. Uh, I think they do B U K I T. Okay. It's an odd spelling, but. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Thank you. Thanks, Kurt. All righty. Have a lovely it. day. You too. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh. So, um, did you see, you know, that awful group CPAC, uh, conservative, uh, the conservative PAC that has their big conference and, you know, every Republican has to show up and show their fealty. They have um, warned, uh, the head of it has warned. Oh, that they couldn't, they couldn't protect him. Mitt Romney to stay away. First of all, he told him he was not invited. He would not be credentialed, but should he show up, <laughs> um, they could not. Get, I think is it. Let me see. Guarantee is they. I, I want to get it. I want to get it exactly right. Uh, I would actually be afraid for his physical safety. That's what he said. These, you know. I, let's just go back to using the word deplorable. Jesus. Yeah. They're unbelievable thugs. And potentially, yes. Uh, well, I mean, you start with uh, Trump at, uh, at well, his rallies. I mean, we can just you know, admit that the whole administration and the Republican senators are deplorable. Yeah. With, with no with no spines with no with no sense of country with no sense of honor with no sense of integrity I can't imagine what it must feel like to walk around I mean they used to know that Trump was the emperor with no clothes now they're all walking around naked pretending like they're still dressed and we're just looking at this bunch of old misshapen ugly people exposed for who they are and damn i want to get to the point where we can do something about this i hear you it's like i'm a racehorse in the you know in the gate trying to break through yeah, and right. start this thing already i know i know it's a it's a tough tough wait um, jonathan writes uh, last week i made my first donation to any candidate in this year's field and it was Amy Klobuchar. Some of my decision was process of elimination, going candidate by candidate, and why I don't think they're electable in the states we need to win. You gotta remember, guys, electoral college, not who's gonna get the most votes. Hillary got more votes, Gore got more votes. That's not how it works. If we gotta win, we gotta be smart. Uh, he says he likes her because she's smart and tough. I heard Maddow say once that she's really quick-witted and funny, so I hope to see more of that. And apparently, I didn't see this last debate, apparently she just was incredible in it and um, won it. So let's hope. I don't know. I know I once noted, uh, it was a while back, that I said I really liked her and I got emails from some of you saying, what? <laughs> what? Well, I'm sorry. Ooh. Yeah, I like her. Um, yeah, I like her too. But, you know, the longer this There's lasts, nothing, I, know, I'll end up not liking it. With, with I, smart and being smart and competent. Uh, yeah. There, there are two, there are two <laughs> qualities that do well in a president. Well, yeah, but then yeah, we had that in uh, Barack Obama, and um, and look where the American people decided to go after that. To beyond. Well, you know, we need to we need to look at this dark. I mean, you know, we the the dark underbelly of our tummy that's been shining brightly, and you know, for the last four months, and and admit that there's a lot of people here with. Um, um, morals and ethics of which I heartily disapprove. I don't know what we're going to do about it. That's our country. They get to live here too. I know, but that is the thing is, it's not Trump per se. It's the people. Who, it's these millions upon millions of people who support him, and and apparently don't care that he is obviously uh, a would-be dictator. He has no appreciation for 
anything that the founding fathers intended. Um, I, it, it, which means that we well, he doesn't know it. It, he, but if he did, he wouldn't. I know. I mean, because he, all he cares about is himself. He wouldn't care. No, right. He doesn't care. But that there's but all those so Americans. ignorant. Yeah, but I'll tell you, he's brilliant at knowing how to uh, manipulate um, misinformed people. He sure as hell knows how to manipulate people. Well, but this is how he's lived, had to live his whole life, I've decided, because he couldn't read for comprehension, because he's clearly not a stupid guy. I mean, no, but all I, of his energy has to wrong. go into covering for his own inadequacy. So he couldn't read it. He'd make the shit up, and then he'd say it with great certainty. You know, what you've accused me of for right. years and years and years and years, except right. that I do it for the cause of entertainment and good, and he does it, you know, <laughs> for whatever. For his self-aggrandizement. Uh, but, right, but I mean, he's had a whole life of perfecting this as his way of survival. Well, and the, and show, and the show Apprentice helped him learn how to use media. Uh, to do it, so he really is running this like a reality show. That's it's what he knows. He was good at that. He knows how to do it. We've got callers lining up, so let's get to the phones. Uh, caller, you're up. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Yes, I didn't know if I was first or what. But anyway, I wanted to say, did you happen to see that? Read the story about the uh, drones. The officer was in the Air Force for six years, drone operator. No. And no. He's, did you see that? No. No? No. Okay. No. Um, where he watched his drone, and this happened many times, went into where a child was, blew the arm off the kid. The kid's suffering there, and he tells his superior, and they said, ah, you didn't see nothing. That was a dog. And he said, this went on and on. He's out of the Air Force now. But... That's America, and that's how we, that's what we do. And then we wonder why everybody's pissed off overseas. This is the kind of stuff that just is so disturbing when you hear this. It, it was on an article. I wish I could remember which, who wrote it. But Well, that's what was I was going to ask you. Where did you get that? Because I haven't seen that. But Yes, it's uh, pretty incredible when I think it was, because I usually, if I see it's something stupid, I don't even, you know what I mean? Well. But... Okay. Hey. One other okay. thing. Well, I'm... In what universe do people in Trump's land think that Trump's doing good for them when he gives a tax cut to the rich and then later on says, well, time to cut domestic spending and we're going to raise the military more? What universe do they live in? They're going to get hit by this, too. They're, I don't know what part of the you know middle class or wherever they're at on the food chain, they're going to fill it, too. I, I, just, stupidity is all it is. You voted along your own interest. I mean, I just don't understand it. But Well, join the crowd. Do? <laughs> join yep. the crowd. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And uh, All right. Well, this apparently is old news uh, because the study comes from 2012. Drone strikes kill, maim, and traumatize too many civilians. Okay. Well, thank you. So that's during Obama. Civilian impacts of U.S. drone strike practices. Right. Um, yeah. Well, just Pakistan. saying that's during the uh, Obama presidency. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah. okay. Thank you, Susan. Uh, good work. Uh, we have another caller. Caller, go ahead, please. Yes. Good morning. I want to give a shout out for Amy. Uh, I thought she disarmed Kavanaugh pretty good, and that's where I first saw that I would give a plug for her. But anyway, she's going to be on The View this morning, so you can tell all the listeners that uh, she can go head-to-head -head with Megan. Ugh. But uh, Joy will be in her corner, that's for sure. When does that's The View... I have. Okay, have well, thank you. thank you. You too. I don't even know when The View airs here. I, I, I don't know. I never watch it. Um, I used to watch it all the time. I don't think I've watched it in years. So is uh, Megan, uh, what's her name? Uh, the View now, I guess. Oh, oh no, Megan Kane is. I mean, Megan McCain. McCain is. Yeah, That's Megan better. McCain is. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. let me just read. Can I read something that, um, uh, uh, here's a blast from the past, uh, James Carville. Uh, as you yeah. know, um, generally a smart cookie who knows the political landscape, although I do want to add this caveat that the political landscape is not what it used to be. I, I think people who cut their teeth in, the old, in normal times don't always appreciate how volatile uh, the electorate is now. And... and, and uh, disinclined to do what has been done in the past. I, I, I don't, I, I think that this is uh, possibly correct. But anyway, here's what he said. This is part of an interview he did. I heard part of this myself. He says, we have candidates on the debate stage talking about open borders and decriminalizing illegal immigration. They're talking about doing away with nuclear energy and fracking. You've got Bernie Sanders talking about letting criminals and terrorists vote from jail cells. It doesn't matter what you think about any of that or if there are good arguments to them. Talking about that is not how you win a national election. It's not how you become a majoritarian party. The Republicans have destroyed their party and turned it into a personality cult. But if anyone thinks they can't win, they're out of their damn minds. And he goes on, Sanders might get 280 electoral votes and win the presidency, and maybe we keep the House. But there's no chance in hell we'll ever win the Senate with Sanders at the top of the party defining it for the public. 18, and this is, you got to remember this, 18% of the country elects more than half of the Senate. Makes the Electoral College look like a good idea. Do you believe that? That is the case. No. 18% of the electorate votes and gets 50% of the Senate. Well, but it makes sense. I mean, if everybody is concentrated in a minority of states along the coast and uh, all of those states in, yeah. please oh. God, I hate this term fly over country all of us who have no minds mean nothing to anybody are of no account actually control the vote well even more than flyover country because i think that's midwest right where i'm talking about the, all those big square states where no no but i mean this goes i'm talking about the buffalo really road. expanding yeah. that until they yeah. just butt up against the coastal large urban okay. areas but so Nothing happens if we get a Democratic president, but we don't take the Senate. Nothing happens. Mitch McConnell stays, uh, you know, right where he is in control, um, assuming he wins his Senate race because he's running this time. Um, and the 18 percent that gets to vote for 50 percent of the Senate are uh, disinclined, I would think, to uh, be enamored of a um, Democratic Party that has a socialist at the lead. I, I, again, I am just stating what I think are electoral facts here, as opposed to aspiration. You know, you might want Bernie Sanders. You might think we have to have Bernie Sanders. But I, Carville, and I think he's absolutely right here, says, you got him at the top of your ticket, kiss the Senate, goodbye. Goodbye. Right, and, and remember how the government works. I mean, if you get Bernie Sanders, it's not like you get Trump who's going to say, I want this, and then and then go stop it all over everybody thinking he's going to get it, which, by the way, if you notice, he didn't. Uh, you know, he hasn't accomplished a whole lot except for a terrible tax law. No, what he's accomplished yeah. is destroy the federal judiciary. For right. generations to come with him and McConnell. Right. And, and four more years of that, game over. So uh, Carville says, so long, and he says, there's no chance we will change the courts um, if we don't get the Senate. And um, Bernie will be left in the White House screaming um, about revolution and, and everything and unable to enact his uh, agenda at all. So 
Then Carville just says this, look, what is the purpose of a political party? It is to acquire power. Without power, nothing matters. And he goes on to say, the Democratic Party is the party of African Americans. It is also becoming a party of educated suburbanites, particularly women. It is the party of Latinos. We're a party of immigrants. Most of the people aren't into all this distracting bullshit about open borders and letting prisoners vote. They don't care about that. They have lives to lead. They have kids. They have parents that are sick. That's what we have to talk about. That's what we need to be talking about. And here's another stupid thing. Democrats talking about free college tuition. I'm not here to debate the idea, but what I can tell you is that people all over the country who worked their way through school, sent their kids to school, paid off student loans, they also don't want to hear that shit. Okay, so what he's saying is a lot of what our candidates talk about are not the kind of issues that will get us. We, we forget how to win. We're great at arguing for great things, winning arguments. Winning arguments is not winning elections. It's well, a but different in that case, game. If everything we know about these candidates is because they're standing on the debate stage, stuck with the questions that are held, you know, sent to them, then it's the media that create the distortion. Yeah. How do they? How do they get to stay on point? If they are only accessible to us through answering questions presented by others, it's the questioners who control the message. That's right. And they, the questioners, are from the media who want a certain narrative because they make bucks. And the narratives they want breed contention and want to deal with, yeah, things like... Um, these more revolutionary ideas being put out there by uh, the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. But right. it's not yeah, the I, way to I get elected. No. It's not, I mean, winning an election, oh God. You don't get, you know, I, it always amazes me how people like vote for somebody because they say, he's going to do this, she's going to do that. Yeah, who says? They say. They ain't going to do shit if they don't have a Senate headed by a Democratic a house, senator, a, house, and a, Senate that will a house, that's right, and they'll still be in trouble because any revolutionary uh, legislation they might pass, even if they have the Congress, will end up before the conservative Republican Supreme Court, who might deem it unconstitutional. Um, you got to understand what the game is here. Don't vote for somebody because you think, if you, if you think you, if you vote for Bernie Sanders, that he, everything he says he wants will happen, you need to go back to school. It doesn't work that way. The most a far left president is going to do is tug a reluctant Congress slightly to the left. That's always it's the way. It's turning around a steamship. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> come on. Trump didn't go in and build his wall and do his, you know, that's not how this works. So it's, you know, you might like everything he has to say. It doesn't mean any of it is going to happen is absolutely correct. Going Going back, though, to the earlier part of the conversation about it being about the questioner, uh, Mother and I had a guest here this weekend who is a new citizen and a native of Brazil. Ah, and I, I know of whom you speak. And, yes. Yeah, and he, he is, by, by nature, he <laughs> is um, generous and caring, and by politics, much to his uh, partner's consternation oh, no. because he's a surgeon 
Um, he tends toward uh, listening to all the other doctors, and they happen to be Republicans in Green Bay. And so I was tasked with with tugging our our lovely house guest over to the right side. But he's asking questions like, so how come in Colorado, where they had that great Democrat governor who was running, and they all love him there, and nobody even knew his name or ever, he nobody would even listen to him in the rest of the country. How does that work? <laughs> well, he was And I said, well, because nobody in the media decided to ask him the question. Yeah. yeah. If you can't get yourself promoted by the media, then nobody knows your name. And let's just be honest. The reason that the two oldest, two whitest guys are up there is because those are the people whose names everybody knows. Yeah. Jeez, but Suze, we got to turn him around. Well, I, I did good. He's He's beginning to... I mean, I, I think somewhere in there I was standing on a couch saying, just understand this, you can't! <laughs> well, you know, in his in his home country, they've got a Trump, uh, you know, this Well, no, Bolsonaro. what the problem is, and the parties are all aligned differently so that he doesn't, you know, he's got to get rid of um, internal biases about just names. Yeah, yeah. You know, and what they represent. Uh, hey, here's an interesting story. I think. Um, go away. What do you mean this has been a dis... Jesus Christ. Okay, sorry. Um, the state of Utah. That would be Mitt Romney's... Uh, where Mitt Romney is holed up now. <laughs> um, Fearing for his very life from yeah, his party. Yeah, yeah. So... Or from the Trump goons that are going to try and drag him bodily out of the Senate. Go ahead. The state of Utah uh, passed a law that um, was, you know, media called it the right to shop law. But um, what it is, they have a list of about a dozen medications that are so pricey and um, officials have created a, a, a way for people who people to travel to Mexico. This is a state. Wait, let me get this right. It's so mind blowing. They talk about a woman who's 62 years old who had to go get a passport so she could take part in this new program, state program, in which she travels every few months to Tijuana to buy the medication she needs for her rheumatoid arthritis. She, her tickets, her airplane tickets, are paid for by the state of Utah and its public insurer. So this is a program just for state... Because, it, because it's cheaper for their... State workers. They don't want to pay. She's a teacher. Yeah. She is insured by a state program that insures public employees. And she, um, they, as a cost-saving measure themselves, it is cheaper for the state of Utah to give airplane tickets to people to fly to Mexico and get certain drugs. Uh, this program is the first of its kind, and um, it's just one of the things that the states are doing to alleviate um, the disaster of high-cost prescription uh, drugs. But they set this thing up, and, it, and she has this exhausting day where it says she flies from Salt Lake City to San Diego, and at the San Diego airport, an escort picks her up, drives her across the border to a Tijuana hospital where she gets a refill on her prescription. And then she is shuttled back to the San Diego airport and flown back to Salt Lake City. And she does that every two months. And the state pays. Yeah, yeah well, isn't, yeah. Isn't I was going to say they should have a delivery service. <laughs> but anyway. 
Um, uh, Calif- yeah, yeah. I, I, I can believe it. And, and you know, you would think that that would be something that we could actually get our Congress to yeah, work with. You, you know, here's think. here's how you understand now the importance of lobbyists, for example. And why, in God's name, wouldn't our senators and representatives stop this nonsense with prescription drugs and, you know, start regulating how much things can cost? The fact that you would have a cure for type 1 diabetes in the form of insulin, um, or, you know, or at least a good management tool in the form of insulin, and then allow drug companies to make it so expensive that you can't afford a life-saving medication for an increasing number of people. Uh, you know, it's beyond me. How can this not be something that Congress just goes, well, no, this can't be. Corporations aren't allowed to decide who lives and dies. Yet again, in yet another manner. In yet another math problem. What a country. Here, somebody sent me this. There's a county in Kansas that is putting people in jail because they haven't paid uh, medical bills. They're jailing them. That is a flat-out debtor's prison. Flat-out debtor's prison. Unbelievable. Wow. How the hell can that be? Jesus. I got to tell you. Unbelievable. Also, just right where we started with innocent people who can't afford bail or people presumed innocent who can't produce bails being jailed, you know, in, you know, in anticipation of a court proceeding. Yeah. That, you know, may or may not happen, as you pointed out. Yeah. So yeah. did you see the thing about the uh, the ad that didn't make it on the Oscars about uh, postpartum, uh, the reality of women postpartum, Lee? No, um, I, I saw a headline, and I tell us, um, first of all, what was it about a, a drug? No, no. I think it's about a line of uh, feminine products uh, to be used postpartum that deal with all of the unpleasantness um, of uh, the the awful aftermath of birth that is not talked about, is not recognized, and that in this country um, we're all supposed to, you know, we wake up shocked when you have a baby and you still look five months pregnant. No one bothered to tell you about that part. Um, you know, I mean, still, you know, because we got princesses coming out looking great and, uh, you know, 36 minutes after they had a baby in full makeup and hair. And there's just, um, I remember, well, okay. So they ran an ad showing it rather graphically how painful it was for this poor woman to get up and try and go to the bathroom and sit down. And it was all judged far too graphic for television. Um, and the article that I'm reading was a, a complaint about that. You know, it would be a public service to let women know that they aren't broken or defective because they're normal. This is, again, another way we do this to women. So it reminded me of when I first gave birth. And I remember vividly telling my husband, I'm writing a book. And he said, what? And I said, well, it's got to be something, you know, everything you need to know about really about what it's like Like to become a mother as opposed to what they tell you it's like. (laughs) You know, because you you constantly come up short according to the rules written by I don't know whom. But my prime example at the moment was when I was handed my son who – was an easy birth and i mean i looked at him and i thought it was sort of interesting and i but all i felt like saying was how do you do you know i didn't have an overwhelming immediate maternal wash over me i had to get to know this little person which happened pretty quickly i will say but it wasn't immediate 
And I know I'm not alone in this. There are plenty of women that do it according to the book. But did you, wait, 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 wait. But did you think, I I mean, are you, when you didn't have this maternal wash come over you, as you said, did you think there was something wrong with you? Yeah, I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought that there was, you know, that I was a cold, unfeeling bitch. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Has he forgiven you? Well, it didn't take long for me to feel that way, but I, it was an ongoing, very conscious right. process. I'll tell you what did the trick. It's one of my favorite stories. He was about three months old, and I was quite fond of him by then. <laughs> I should hope so. I was even fond of him. But there was, there was this teeny little, teeny little, rather perfect, beautiful woman that had a crush on my husband, and that from the moment that I was pregnant started knocking on our door at 5 a.m. to take to go running with him in her pert little shorts and he went running with him and uh she went running with he went running with her and i later i fast forward i give birth she's still showing up picking him up in the cute little white shirt and little shorts and uh, um as i am increasingly glowering at my husband and i I'm asleep when they go running. Uh, they come back. I am awake in a robe looking like a new mother would look. And um, and I said, oh, come meet the baby. She said, I already sneaked in and saw him while you were a lump in the bed. And I thought to myself, I really hate this woman. And I thought, but now he's awake. Let me go get him for you. And I went to get him. And I handed him to her. And, and he, he threw had up. the perfect little breast milk poop right down right, her yeah, white yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, right, right. And in that moment, I fell head over heels. In, in love. Okay. That's a typical you story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have, we have a caller. We have a caller. It's probably not about babies pooping on white t-shirts. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Is that me? Yes. Yep. Oh. Um, I, I'm in a totally different mode after I was hearing about the, the baby story. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Go, go back to where go you, back to where you go were. Go back to like frustration and anger or something. Um, okay. I just wanted to say very calmly that, you know, hear, hearing talk of Amy Klobuchar and how Bernie can't possibly win, this partly reminds me that, that we're all falling in line. Okay, because Bernie represents, and I'm not advocating for him right now. I've given money to one candidate so far, and it wasn't Bernie. Um, But he represents real change, the real change that we need. I was so upset when I saw um, Carvel back on TV. To me, Carvel, it's like, get out of here. Like, to me, Carvel is like the Ed Ed Rendell, right? I mean, Amy Klobuchar is almost... I think she's okay. I'll vote for her. But is she really the Katie McGinty that they want? That's who they want in. That's who the party wants in. And uh, it's very frustrating to hear that. I think we're sort of at that point. I I said I want a button now, and the only thing I'm focusing on is blue no matter who. Yeah. All I'm talking to people about is getting people registered. I'm not playing this game. I'm not letting people pit me against others. We have to stay, you know, organized, and the little things we can do is talk to young people about getting registered, about how important it is to vote, about how important it is to make sure their friends get out on that Tuesday, right, in November, and focus there. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely yeah, right. Absolutely you're not. I agree with you. Yeah, you're not going to get yeah. it. Yeah, okay. It's first me but I, I would really pr- rather not see Carvel out there, you know? It's I, like, I hear you. I hear you. That's why that's I had I that. That's why I had that caveat that, you know, these guys who were brilliant back then about politics. I don't know that they're reading the room right now. You know what I mean? That's all. I right. think they're reading the lobbying room. We know who. You know. And then right. your second story. That, that story. I mean, it's just. It shows how far we're, we are down the rabbit hole. This whole Utah story and the yeah. drugs sending people to. I mean, it's unthinkable yeah. that that's where we're at. Yeah, Yet, it's amazing. 
that's going on in lobbying rooms. And, and I just see car, when they bring out people like this, it's like, I don't know. It's frustrating. That's where we're at. I'm not getting, I'm not dissing anybody. All I know is that I want to make sure people are energized and uh, just to get out and vote. Well, keeping that energy up is the biggest thing. And as I would suggest, uh, media try to suck it out of all of us. Yep. So it yep. might be to just, you got to turn off the, sh the crap. You just got to stop listening to them. I, and that's my other advice to everybody is just don't listen to it. Yeah. Turn it off, right? Because yeah. we all know what we have well, to do in November. So don't let them play with us in the meantime. I you know? totally right. with and you. I'd, I'd, I'd like to stress what you said, which is you don't know how much you are being played with. You have no right. idea how much that this discord within the party is deliberate, you know, a deliberate work being done to produce just that. Exactly. Now, just, remember, just remember what we've all got to do. It's just one thing, and we both know what it is. And remember right. that and right I'm now. I'm somewhat encouraged because independence, you know, quotes around that that I've talked to who did vote for Trump, they're not going to next time. You know, so uh, I'm just, you know, I do remain hopeful. I'm not going to let anybody, you know, um, drag us down. And, and I think there are forces that would like that for people to be disillusioned. You know, I think there are real signs of hope because we all know there are more of us than them, more registered Dems than Republicans. And those independents that really helped turn the, the tide, uh, they realize they made a mistake. And I'm really glad a lot of them are now admitting it. So... Well, that's, that's what's well, going to help us over the line. But it's also true we have to we have to offer a candidate that those independents will get behind. We do, because I, some rational rational ones know it's like anybody. Right. Well, anybody but Trump, right? Yeah. So I also want to say that in. No, you don't. Wait, can what I? What we have to do is uh, our cry has to be save our country. Yeah. I also want to say that when you talk about us being, uh, you know, uh, played with, played, um, we are being played constantly. And let us remember, it's not just media. It's the Russians, the Russians yep. and the bots sowing discord within the Democratic Party. It worked brilliantly for them last time around, sowing uh, that unbelievable uh, ugliness at times between Sanders supporters and Hillary supporters. It's got yeah, we got to stop uh, playing into uh, that, buying into and it. And the candidates would do well to also stay out of it. You know, and I only read one line. But, I mean, I'd vote for Klobuchar if she was there, but, it, you know, she did make the headline that some people booed her at some rally, and she said, oh, hello, Bernie Bernie people, which, you know what, that's wagging your finger. And it's like, how does she know exactly who boots? So, you know, and that can turn off people that I, I worry when they sort of try to demonize. And I, I just really hope they don't go there. Okay. So, great, great call. Thank okay. you. Bye, ladies. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I, I have what some... I'm saying is the electorate has to be the electorate has to be the, the grown ups in the room. <laughs> They're gonna go there. We just have to remember the one rule, you know. Um just vote for whoever comes out on top. That's it. Okay, yes. Um Um Trump was uh I saw this uh uh last night. I just wanted to get this out a little bit more, just in case you hadn't seen it, that uh Trump is now suggesting uh, that we follow the uh, the Chinese way of criminal justice as <laughs> as it regards um, I'm sorry I'm trying to do two things at once and I'm not good at it okay Trump has actually suggested that he'd like to model American criminal law um, regarding drugs on uh, China. And here is a direct quote from the President of the United States. Countries with a powerful death penalty, with a fair but quick trial, 
They have very little, if any, drug problem. That includes China. The Chinese, yeah, I'm sure it's a real fair trial. They convict you and they kill you. It's that quick. And that's what Donald Trump and that, I what? mean, that, you know, recidivism goes way down when that's how you deal with things. As Susan said sarcastically. Okay, now, I have a little pet peeve I got to get, um, I got to do before we lose our time. Um, Susan and I both have dogs. We both walk our dogs. I walk uh, my dog uh, at night sometimes. And, um, you know, I love actually walking at night because it's so quiet and uh, I just love, I love quiet. And there are homes that when the dog and I walk by the home. Oh, their big lights go on. <laughs> yeah. A motion detector light. Bang! All of a sudden. And it's like. I always feel like some friggin' criminal. I, like you're supposed to go up against the wall. I know. No, it is really unsettling, and I really find it angering. I mean, how dare you do this to me? I jump. I mean, do people understand? I understand maybe if you were living in suburbia, where if someone were approaching your home with its vast lawn, um, it, you would want a light to go on to let them know that, hey, uh, we're, you know, we're aware here. But in a city where people are simply walking on the sidewalk by your house, to end up like a deer in the headlights, literally, like just, yeah, you do. You feel immediately criminalized. And I wish people would either, is there a way to dial those things down a little bit? Um, uh, what do you think it's like living next door to someone whose lights keep doing that? See, that, I mean, that's what I think. I, I think two things. I think one, must not be home because that would drive you crazy. So that's a stupid thing to do. And two, your neighbors must hate you. Yeah. Because it's like it's like having a neon sign shining off and on in your windows periodically, continuously, all night. Yeah. Anyway. A squirrel can set those things off. Yeah, I would just like to say I, I would like to take a quiet walk with my dog at night without... You know, right. It's like all of a sudden, Klieg lights. It's like, you know, it, it, it reminds you of all those, you know, stories like, you know, you're grabbed by the police and stuck in a room and lights stuck on you, you know, confess. I just, it's an awful thing. And it is startling, too. I mean, I'm ready now. I know which houses it happens. I try to give them a wide berth. <laughs> but I don't know. It would make more sense, would it not, to have a light on all the time, not one that just pops on. Would that make more sense? I would think so. I don't know. I would I just as a neighbor, I, I, I don't know. All I right. just think they're very distracting. Yeah. They don't, there isn't a lot of that, I must say, in, in Chicago, where I am, um, because there's streetlights. You know, and that's that. Well, we've got Out some streetlights, too. We have streetlights. Not as many I sometimes know. as you want, but geez, guys, can everybody relax a little bit here? Pete. Okay. Anyway, now that everybody has a ring doorbells and can take pictures of everybody, then let's just leave it alone. Uh, I hate those things, by the way. I understand they're helpful to some people, but... Um, we're becoming a total uh, willing uh, surveillance state. In order for that to work, it requires all of us to, you know, have cameras on our houses, uh, noting everybody's comings and goings. And so you become part of this, this huge uh, matrix of surveillance. And I personally don't want to be. Lots of luck to me. All right, that's it.
Susan? Yes, I'm sorry about sending you such a nasty text at 11 o'clock. <laughs> it was midnight. And I have now turned off all my notification sounds. But if I hadn't, that would have awakened me. Right? Did mm -hmm. you? Okay, so don't do that. I'm trying. I, and I don't, have okay. to I don't have to remind you, right? That's what I was, I was just trying to see. See, I don't. <laughs> right? No. That's, that's why I did that. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, bye. Uh, bye, Sue. Thank you. All right. Okay, you too. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. And uh, I guess that's it. Um, it's snowing. Was it supposed to snow? Um, anyway, I'll see you tomorrow. And uh, Ryan Dieter will join us in the second half, as has become habit. And uh, you have a nice day. Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.